three years ago, I experienced a fast track into consciousness, an intense experience that led me directly to becoming intensely aware of, then dissolving through my most clung to beliefs in a little more than seven consolidated hours, all taking place in a period of 90 days. As intense as it was for me, it was spread out enough to give me a chance to integrate and understand what was happening to a degree I would have not been capable of. I'd come in touch with rigid, deep beliefs I had been convinced of, drilled into me by the, the things were most commonly taught and how I most commonly interpreted my experience, all the while still keeping a sense of sanity. Yet through all of this, just beyond these deep beliefs, laid a capability I could not have imagined. Just beyond this, I fully understood how those beliefs had been influencing everything about me, my relationship with the world and everything in between. Today, we'll go through the first misunderstanding I feel is most important to understanding on one's way to consciousness, because it has to do with the one thing humanity has obsessed over the most, the human mind. What if there was more, more to what you can sense, feel, see, and do? More to how, who, or what you really are. This podcast gives a new point of view on the most common things that we carry around with us every day. Things that influence how much we experience. Of ourselves, the outside world, and everything in between. It just may not be in the way you expect. Join me beyond the veil. It isn't every day that a person truly comes to face their deepest fears and concerns. And there's a reason for that. At some level, when these are truly faced down through the subconscious, extreme transformations can take place. By facing these aspects of ourselves and becoming aware of their presence, immediate shifts can occur. Shifts in psychology, awareness, emotional and even physical energies. It might sound great that in one moment you can literally transform decades of patterns and more and release beliefs that have kept opportunities and a sense of beauty from arising. So why are people not doing it? Why is it not commonplace? In an age of information and a vastly growing online self-development market, why are these types of transformations not commonly seen? Ones that can instantaneously shift the very paradigm from which the human being experiences and functions. For one, it takes facing the subconscious. Beliefs and past experiences that we've built so much fear and complacency around for the sake of self-preservation. But what are we preserving? At our core, uh, part of us knows that facing these things, looking at them head on, and becoming aware of their presence within us, will dissolve them. From the mind's point of view, that causes concern, much like it did for me. Much of the subconscious is a mechanism in order to help protect a sense of who we are and where we are. It's why so many have the same emotional reactions around the same people, and why you can act one way around one group of people and totally different with another. Portions of this mechanism can be turned on or off, 
Without these, we'd be extremely vulnerable. And if we're vulnerable, we think that somehow we'd be humiliated, like a social death of sorts, die, or even worse, for many of us, the very thing that we've protected ourselves from may just happen again. To save us from the same events that might have hurt us before, we throw it behind us and put up a barrier in place. We don't look at the barrier because by doing that, we would realize it exists and that would begin the process of opening the mechanism back up. Another reason why the types of transformations I experience don't occur often, and even when they do, they're often misunderstood, is because it takes going beyond psychology. Further, beyond these emotional me mechanisms that we put in place, much uh, in the same way we've attempted to protect ourselves from the uncertainty that lays beyond what we've known. At another level of ourselves, we're aware that sitting beyond these mechanisms of the mind is something boundless. In a way, uh, psychology is a type of bounded system. It's built of layers of memory and belief for the mind to make do and make sense of the world. That means to the mind that going beyond would mean the collapse of existence. This would mean it and we would not be able to survive the very instant that structure no longer exists. The world would seem to become unsafe without the boundaries we've learned to keep us safe and the structures we've relied on to understand who we are, where we are, and how to interpret stimulus. Over time, the mind has split and dissected in order to create structure. So much of what we end up experiencing is only a part of the story. A part of this is deliberate, but we'll, um, we'll save that for another, another episode. Yet, there is another reason that keeps us from going out of our minds. The fact that we've misunderstood the role of the mind, and ultimately how the human system naturally works. Because of the split nature of these first two characteristics of the mind, it's done what it always has, and created its own idea of what the natural world is. It then sees itself as split apart from the rest of creation. And exactly why, when something new or uncertain comes along, it jumps to the very first thing it can ration to explain it as unsafe, not for you. Make believe, it takes offense, starts to criticize, begins to judge and all of that. It's a way of keeping this new thing apart from itself. Now the mind exists as separate and has all kinds of ways to protect its integrity as a structure. It will then use this defense mechanism to preserve itself. This leads us to the first misunderstanding that can help lead to a more natural way for the mind to function, beyond just a world of defense. For on the outside of this structure truly is something fantastic, even for the mind. And it was one of the main beliefs I grappled with when coming into my experience beyond it. I'll put dings around this so it sticks. Going beyond the mind does not destroy it. At its core, if my mind wasn't convinced of this dual way of being, then finding the flexibility to venture beyond it would have been so much easier. I feel when one can really open up to this, 
they'll have such an easier time finding flexibility in their awareness, and really throughout every aspect of their lives. And it will open up everything else we have to discuss, feel, and experience. The belief the mind has that it will be destroyed if human consciousness is to open beyond it is based on the fact that this is how it's been grown to function. In a split way where two conditions cannot exist at once in experience. Yet it's a misunderstanding. It wants to split so much that things cannot blend and coexist. So when an inkling of consciousness comes into your experience, or a new awareness is illuminated, outside of the paradigm it's known, and I mean experienced, it simply goes into high alert and does all the tricks it knows to stop one from exploring further. Now, since we're talking about the mind and consciousness, it's appropriate to clarify another misunderstanding. Fields of science and education have picked up on factors of consciousness and included it in its studies. Yet much of their foray into these fields has been kept within the structure of the mind. This understanding should also help relax any attempt to expand into consciousness in any way. And perhaps help you feel into another potential for yourself. Consciousness is not the mind. Or said in another way. Consciousness is not in the mind. Much of the world that has been inquisitive has been so on the level of the mind and as such has had a hard time looking beyond it. Then when certain people with an inkling of the inner world come along, who question and set new standards for the status quo, their words are interpreted to fit the usual paradigm. Then there exists a signpost to its true meaning, but ultimately it is up to you, the individual, to feel the meaning and experience it the way it was originally meant. It takes relying less on what it is said and more on internal cues. Also, due to the physically obsessed paradigm of the mind and the search criteria for current science, many fundamental attributes are over-assigned to physical means. In this case, the idea that the human brain is a seat or control center of consciousness and our ability to be aware. This even expands to many spiritual traditions that have chosen one certain section of the brain to do the bidding for consciousness. The interpretation of this, too, is an attribute of an overly mental focus, and not the original intent of the teaching. It's the same game, just uh, played out in different fields. Before we get too deep into this, I'd like to summarize our two points. I'll put another bell around it here, too. Going beyond the mind doesn't destroy it. Consciousness is not within the mind. Take a look at what this says and really feel it. Like I just talked about, for those looking for new potentials, it takes a weight and a reliance off of the mind. When you feel into these understandings, you'll begin to soften the idea that there is only a physical existence, or that the mind should be relied on for most of your life. Feel how the focus is no longer so rigid. Perhaps see how you might start to feel beyond the body. Perhaps no one has brought this up. So your focus, your energy has gone into thoughts, even when meditating, even in creative work. Perhaps you've been looking for more perspectives to build your life, your career, your sense of the world, or your sense of self. 
My hope is that these serve as a cue for the mind to relax and for a new signpost to be evolved for you. One where your experience and even your ideas or perspectives begin to come in based on a feeling. The mind still exists when going beyond it. It simply changes the way it functions. It opens, softens, and deepens. It balances, integrates, and is good as it is, no longer searching, no longer reaching out looking for answers. It takes a back seat in your life, yet at its highest capability. It loses its position as the decision maker, and much of what I experienced was that. My mind didn't relay messages to my body in order to function and move. Instead, there was a symbiosis. My body participated. There was an intelligence beyond the mind, but perhaps that is a topic for another episode. It's an intelligence with grace. Without the restrictions of the mind, you can begin to experience life the way it is. A euphoric participation with the body and the outside world can exist. Just beyond these misunderstandings, a whole new world can awaken. Thank you for uh, tuning in today on this episode of Beyond the Veil. Um, we've got a, a brand new project coming up, um, and it'll be released in uh, just the next few episodes. If you, um, if you have any questions, if you'd like to go over a certain topic, you can email me at info at beyondtheveil.studio.